Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Travel Now podcast. If you're looking for inspiration for your next adventure, for money-saving ways to book, or ideas to get the most out of your time away, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, I'm Luke Richardson. I'm an author of thriller novels and, I have to confess, a total travel addict. In this podcast, I'll bring you stories from my travels, interviews with people who've been to places I want to go, and live episodes from the road. And over the last 25 episodes, I've done a mix of those things, or 24 episodes, in fact. This is number 25, and I've loved every single one of them. So thank you for joining me on this journey so far. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank Mike1998 for his review on iTunes. He says he just listened to the She Dot Travels one about New Zealand and now definitely wants to go to New Zealand and check out Queenstown for sure. Thanks for the quality content. If you want to do us a favour and help us out, leaving a review does that because it helps other people find this podcast. All you need to be is uh, someone who, who uses iTunes either because you've got an Apple device or because you use it on your PC or whatever. And just go on there and say a few kind words about me. I, I will appreciate it so much. So this is the first podcast for a little while, actually. I think it's been almost two months since I did my last podcast, and I decided I was going to have a bit of time off over the summer for several reasons. Firstly, and I think foremostly, I got married, um, which was amazing. It was a brilliant, brilliant couple of days, saw friends and family and drank a lot of beer and ate some great food and, yeah, very emotionally draining and, uh, yeah, it was it was everything we wanted it to be and I'm so pleased to to have it done and, and have the great memories from it. We're so glad it went exactly as we wanted wanted it to do. So it was amazing. It was incredibly tiring, though. I didn't realise quite how afterwards I would just be worn out. And it took about a week and a half for me to start feeling sort of that I had any form of energy whatsoever, you know, to get on with things. So thank you for your patience in waiting for that. Now, um, you might hear it sounds a bit different. I'm, I'm in a hotel room in Coventry, which is a city about 60 miles, something like that from Nottingham, where I live. And I've been here for the last two weeks because I'm DJing at the university. Now, I used to DJ a lot before all of this business kicked off and um, used to do it most weekends. Or, in fact, prior to that, I DJed all over the country in, in all sorts of different clubs. But... It's just sort of started to come back again. My phone's ringing. I'm getting invited to events to do different things, um, to go to different places and DJ in different clubs and different sorts of different all sorts of different gigs. And I'm I'm really enjoying that actually. But again, it's meant that things like this podcast and, and my writing has taken a little bit of a backseat in the last few weeks. But here I am. I've got a few. I've got this episode today and a few interviews sort of planned. For the next couple of weeks as well so so there will be episodes coming at you thick and fast over the next couple of months once we pick up speed again i'm also working on pushing riga my next book towards being released that's a few weeks out as well uh, i will let you know when that is on the podcast and i think i might even do an episode about visiting riga because it's a great place and i definitely recommend you go in there so and, and this sort of links actually books and writing to today's episode because I'm talking about eight stories, eight books that will show you the world. 
in the last few months, last couple of years even, people haven't done as much travelling as I think they want to. I know so I certainly feel that way. And one way I've sort of got around that is through reading and writing in my case as well. But I think a book can actually make you feel like you know a place, can't it? If you read a book that's set in a place and then you go and visit it, you almost somehow understand how that place ticks, how that place works. You know, whether that's James Bond tracking Dr. No to a desert island lair or whether it's Jason Bourne fighting for his life in Hong Kong, or whether it's Lin working for the Bombay Mafia. There's something about that great story that transports you across space and time. Now, whilst I love reading the works of travel writers, both modern and from generations past, there's something, though, about a novel that roots me to the page. It's as though the words and the world sort of connect me to that place even before stepping off a plane, even without actually travelling to it. Of course, I'm not criticising here the Kerouacs and the Theroux's of this world and the other great travel writers that that I've read loads of books of, and I'm sure you have as well. But a good old-fashioned car chase, a punch-up or an explosion, you know, that never goes amiss in my mind. So, in this episode, I'm going to discuss with you a few of my favourite fast-paced novels whose narrative drags you through the streets of cities all across the world. You'll find some classics that have stood the test of time, some new stories from independent authors, and maybe, just maybe, a name or two you've heard me mention before. This podcast is sponsored by Book It List. If any of the places these books are set give you that travel bug, head over to bookitlist.co and add them to your Book It List. There, you'll get ideas about the most visited tourist destinations, information about when is best to go, and ideas about what activities will suit you and your budget. Okay, these first few then on my list, I'm calling Modern classics. These travel-centric stories are from authors I'm sure you'll know and have definitely already stood that test of time. Although many describe the places that were some time ago, I think the stories are still immersive and enthralling. I'm interested to see what you think. The first one on my list is a book I've read many times and a film that I remember watching years and years ago with my granddad, I think it was, when I first saw it. And it just opened a world of sort of spy stories to me. You hear that outside, there's some buses going past really noisily. It's all part of the travel experience, though. (laughs) The book I'm talking about is Doctor No by Ian Fleming. And it talks about, or it's set on the island of Jamaica. And it is one of those stories that is just so sort of iconic of, of, of spy and espionage stories, but also it really captures in my mind that sort of Caribbean vibe. You know, James Bond's there in the, you're driving around the island in, in, a, in a sports car, drinking cocktails, lapping up the sun, all whilst chasing this enigmatic Doctor No. Here's what the story's about. When James Bond is sent to the island of Jamaica to investigate the disappearance of MI6's station chief, he's expecting a few weeks in the sun. When he gets there, though, it's quite the opposite. Something sinister lurks beneath the sun-drenched beaches, and Bond is going to have to find out what it is. 
Doctor No is exactly what you'd expect from one of the original spy novel greats. It's fast-paced, pin-sharp, and takes you on a whistle-stop tour of the island too. Turning these pages, I can feel the sun on my skin and the hum of the tropical insects in the trees. I absolutely love the Bond books in in a way as well, because I think they're different from the, the films. In the films, particularly the early films, like the Doctor, Doctor No and, and some of the others, Bond is very suave and confident. And actually, in the books, he's, he's less so. He's more damaged and, and, and vulnerable. And I think that makes it more of a powerful hero. I think something got lost in the translation there. It's a subtle thing, but I think it really makes a difference. If you've never read any of those Bond books, I would recommend them. Now, the second book on my list today of action-packed thrillers or action-packed books to show you the world is a book I've talked about all of the time. So sorry if you've heard this before. If you haven't read it, then maybe now is your time, particularly if you are a real travel lover like me. And that is Shantaram by Gregory David Roberts. And that's set in Mumbai, which I've been to a couple of times, a place I've been to a couple of times. And I can say that it was a real sort of almost life-changing place to have to have visited and I think because I went there I could really visualize you know the story and think I don't think it's any way an accident that I love both this story and the uh, and, and visiting there as well here's what this one's about escaped from prison in Australia Lynn finds himself alone in Mumbai Running out of money fast and with no legal way to make it, he jumps headlong into the city's notorious underworld. This story, though, is far more than just one man against the world. It's a beautiful telling of life on the streets, the kindness of strangers, and, although I know this sounds really pretentious to say, what it means to be human. And I do talk about this book all the time. But it is one of my favourites, both in terms of a piece of writing and because of the place that it signifies for me. Number three on my list, um, and three out of four of the classics here, or the modern classic section, is The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Now that starts off in New York, but it visits some other places as well, and I'll tell you about those in a moment. But I loved this book because it really sort of gets under the skin of the place it really sort of shows you you know I've been to New York and I've walked down the boulevards and looked up at the buildings but I've only been there briefly you know so I didn't really get behind the skin of the place and this book does it it shows you what life's or what life could be like behind the closed doors of the city what could be going on in those expensive apartments you know and for that I think it's a fantastic book here's what it's about When 13-year-old Theodore's mum is killed in an explosion at a museum in New York, his life changes forever. Pushed from staying with friends to an absent father to pretty much fending for himself, Theodore has to grow up quickly. The world isn't as kind and gentle as it once was, and he has to make peace with that. This is a coming-of-age story which spans at least 20 years. It's immersive and beautiful. Within its pages, you'll visit New York, Las Vegas, and finally where Theodore finds some kind of redemption, Amsterdam. It's a great book. I really enjoyed reading. It's an absolute doorstopper, though. I think actually most of the books in this section are, other than Doctor No, which is very slim, must only be about, you know, 
200 pages or 150 pages but these this this goldfinch is absolutely massive but it's it's well worth the journey into and you will feel like you've made that visit to new york and then las vegas and then amsterdam with him i really enjoyed it so finally in this modern classics section is the girl with the dragon tattoo by stieg larsson now this is set in sweden and i think really explains that nicely i think it really shows the sort of world that it's in it really sort of it really sort of conjures up the image of the place that it's been unfortunately I've, I've yet to travel to sweden but i but i will do at some stage and and wonder how much this story has sort of set me up for that here's what it's about Disgraced magazine editor Mikhail Bloomfist and tattooed computer hacker Lisbeth Salander are hired to investigate the 40-year-old disappearance of Harriet Vanger. Her body was never found, yet her uncle is convinced it was murder and that the killer is a member of his own tightly knit but dysfunctional family. When the pair link Harriet's disappearance to several grotesque murders from 40 years ago, they began to unravel a dark and appalling family history. But the Vangers are a secretive clan, and Blancvist and Solander are about to find out just how far they are prepared to go to protect themselves. This is one of those books that, that became a monster hit. It's had films made out of it. There's a Swedish one and, a, and an English one. Um, and I think perhaps... It started the current trend for Nordic crime because it sort of showed that part of the world in a, in a different and interesting way. It's one I really enjoyed. Now, secondly, I've got another four books in another section that I'm calling something you may not have seen before. Now, those previous ones I've had are all very, very well-known books. They're all blockbuster sort of successes. They've all been read millions of times, made into films, all of that sort of thing. Um, these ones less so. These are books that I've read over the last year or so. Most of them are from independently published authors like me. Um, a lot of them are from people I know personally or people I've spoken to. And all of them are absolutely fantastic and still give me that sort of transportational effect. They still leap me into that place. And I'm really sort of excited to read them and, and tell you about them now. The first one is by a guy called Jake Needham and it's called Big Mango and it's set in Bangkok. Now I visited Bangkok a couple of times and when I read this a few months ago it really did transport me to that place. Now I spoke to Jake on 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 a Facebook live interview I do and um I asked him about this and and he was very open about how he'd been inspired by it and he sort of talked about it in a very interesting way because he wrote it sort of set I think it was the early 2000s or the late 90s so in a way it's Bangkok has moved on since the representation of it in this book so even if you were to go there today it wouldn't be quite the same but it but I recognized it from the city I visited in I think 2017 no 2015 I visited in 2015 it was this crazy exciting vibrant interesting loud polluted you know but great fun place and you really that really comes across in this book here's what it's about 40 million dollars is in the wind the result of a bungled cia operation to grab the foreign currency reserves of the bank of vietnam when the americans fled saigon in 1975 a couple of decades later the word on the street is that all that money somehow 
ended up in Bangkok, and a downwardly mobile lawyer from California named Eddie Dare is the only guy left alive who might have a chance at figuring out how it happened. Eddie knows nothing about the missing money, or at least he doesn't think he does. But so many people claim he's got an inside track on finding it that he and an old marine buddy named Winnebago Jones decide to head for Bangkok anyway and do a little treasure hunting. What do they have to lose? Their lives, it turns out, when they plunge into the jagged netherworld of modern-day Bangkok. It doesn't take long for things to get really weird. From the Big Apple to the Big Orange to the Big Mango, you have to admit it has a kind of nutty logic to it. Bangkok is as far from California as Eddie can go without sailing completely over the edge of the world, although at times he wonders if that isn't exactly what he's done. I absolutely loved this book. I thought it was great fun. I thought the, the premise, actually, the premise of was the thing that grabbed me straight away. The idea that when the, the Americans got out of Saigon in 1975 at the end of the Vietnam War, this money was missing. Uh, when the when the when the North Vietnamese came back into Saigon, the money had gone, and no one knew what had happened to it. So this 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 money was was gone, and and, and it's like a treasure hunt. It's a brilliant brilliant concept, and uh, Jake Needham really does it justice in this book. I absolutely loved it. The next one, another book by a friend of mine, is a book by Andrew Warren called Tokyo Black, which I suppose obviously is set in Tokyo. And Andrew takes us to the back streets of the city um, in, in, into the sort of seedy underworld involving gangsters, the Yakuza crime syndicate and all that sort of thing. It's a great book that I really enjoy reading and I think in a way he, he just captures the ultra-modern nature of those sort of Asian cities like Tokyo. Here's what it's about. The CIA betrayed him, now they need his help. Thomas Kane was the CIA's deadliest killer. Then he was burned, betrayed and left for dead. Now he survives in the seedy underworld of Pattaya, Thailand. But when a feud with local criminals lands him in jail, his old CIA masters return with an offer he can't refuse. Rot in a hellish Thai prison or accept one last mission in Tokyo. Forced to hunt the neon-lit city for a CIA asset's runaway daughter, Kane soon crosses paths with a sinister faction of the Yakuza crime syndicate. When his investigation reveals a disturbing link between the missing girl and these violent killers, Kane finds himself drawn into a terror plot that could throw the US and Japan into chaos. He's been betrayed before, but this time he's not going down without a fight. I really enjoyed this because it has the classic sort of man against world... Um, story behind it but then it gets so much bigger it gets so much more exciting and, and um, Kane there his, his protagonist um, Andrew Warren's protagonist is great a, a real sort of kick-ass born style Mission Impossible style character so if that's your sort of thing I definitely remember checking that one out okay the next one on my list is The Tiger Temple by Stephen Moore a really good friend of mine who I've written a few projects with I've written a few books with and this is one of the first of Steve's books that I read and I just knew that I wanted to work with him having read this because he really does he sets his books in very interesting places first of all and because he travels a lot you know he, he's 
pretty nomadic and, and moves around all of the time and stays in places for a longer period of time and gets to know sort of the political structure, the family structure, the, the real behind the scenes stuff. The, that comes across in his in his storytelling. That comes across in his settings, in how the characters interact, in how his his protagonist, who's English, interacts with the local people, and yeah, that that makes a big difference for me. I think I can really tell that that comes through in his writing. But as well as all of that important stuff, his his stories are, uh, are just fast paced and interesting and, and 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 quick to read and yeah, very very exciting. So I definitely recommend those for him. Here's what Tiger Temple's about. A betrayed criminal, a kidnapped child, and a deadly race against time. On Bali, the island of the gods, world-famous expedition leader Hiram Kane is on holiday. But when Kane's good friend betrays Bali's most notorious gangster, a violent raid leaves a community shell-shocked after its leader's six-year-old daughter is kidnapped. Hiram Kane simply cannot stand back and do nothing especially when a child's involved. What follows is a whirlwind race across the Paradise Island to rescue the girl before the rooster takes his sadistic revenge. With a volcano about to erupt, threatening to destroy them all, Kane must risk everything to prevent the death of an innocent child. He's seen it happen before. He'll not let it happen again. It's a brilliant story. I really like Steve's character, Hiram Kane, as well. Um, I think he's he's a great blend of, of of action, but also this sort of sensitive guy that wants to do the right thing, as well, and just put in put in bad situations. So I really enjoy his stories. Okay, finally, on this eight action-packed stories to show you the world is something a little bit familiar, and I always feel a little bit uncomfortable doing this sort of thing, but. I think I've got to. I think I've got to. I'm going to put one of my own books in the podcast, if that's all right. <laughs> I know, I know. And I wasn't doing this at all just to promote this book to you. I wanted to tell you about all the other books, but I got to the end and was like, you know what? I should do. Because you might be listening to this and, and you hear me say at the start, you know, I'm a writer, but I never really talk about my books. Or you might have missed the episodes in which I've talked about my books, which is fine. Uh, but I thought I've just got to do it. So I'm going to put my debut novel, Katmandu, in there. And that's because Nepal, where Katmandu is, is such a great place to visit. I've visited once. I'd love to go back and see some more of it. I'd love to do some more trekking in the mountains um, and check out some of the some of the cities there. It's such a fascinating culture of the place as well. And it's a real corner of the world that is a bit like in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's not on the way to anywhere. It's, they're not really, you know, it is, it's a little bit, it's, it's a strange sort of place in that way because it's so high up in the mountains. You know, all the airports are relatively small. There's no sort of big international things like you might get in the Middle East or across Europe. And it does feel like that. It feels very isolated when you're there. And that is a very beautiful, um, very beautiful and interesting thing. I think because a lot of the people live out of the cities in, in villages and whatever that can take days and days to get to. It's a fascinating place. And I will, 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 I will go back. I would love to and I will go back at some point to explore it in more detail. But when I visited there in 20, oh, 2016, I'd already been planning parts of this story. They'd already been circulating in my mind. But when I went to Kathmandu, it was just like, that's where it's set. 
that's where it's set. It's got this this isolated style. It's very at the mercy of the weather, the storms that roll in from the mountains. You know, it's 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 dirty and there's back streets and there's you know and there's there's all sorts of things that make this idea come to life that brought this idea to life for me so that's why my story got set there here's what it's about apologies for including mine you know apologies for the shameless plug i hope you don't mind if you haven't read it please do i'd really appreciate it and if you enjoy it let me know if you don't enjoy it also let me know that's important too here's what it's about leo's jobless crippled by anxiety and obsessed with a girl he hasn't seen in two years. Just as things reach an all-time low, Leo's thrown a lifeline. A politician's missing daughter has been traced to Kathmandu. Leo must go there and find her, if his anxiety and the mysterious city will allow. Escaped from her family and travelling the world, all Alyssa wants to do is be left alone. Running a hostel for the victims of people traffickers in Kathmandu, she hopes the surrounding mountains will keep the world away. In a bid to prove himself, Leo sets off on a twisting trail through Kathmandu's labyrinthine streets. But with a storm on the way, the city revealing a dark side and unexpected danger around every corner, can he find Alyssa and get out alive? Thank you for listening to this. I hope you've enjoyed it. You can find links to those books in the show notes of the podcast, which should be accessible via whatever podcast app you're doing. If not, if you just put them in in Google or in Amazon, they'll come up there and that's a good way to find it. Let me know what you think. Have you read any of these books? Did you enjoy them? Are there any that you would put on here? Action-packed books that, that show you the world, that, you, that help you travel around the world. Any you think I've really missed out, let me know. I'm always interested to hear your opinions on the podcast. As I said at the start, thank you for your patience over the summer. I've had about two months off, as I say, but I'm back now. Podcasts will be coming out with some frequency. I'm not going to set a particular day or a particular time for them because I don't want to wait until... If I've got a great podcast, I don't want to wait to give it to you. And if I've scheduled an interview in a week's time, that then it's going to come out in a week's time. Do you know what I mean? So they'll be out as soon as as soon as they're ready. Nothing's going to be held back from you. So you might get two in a week and then not one for two weeks or or whatever. But I'm just going to get them out as quickly as I can. So you have got some travel inspiration for you. Now, I would love to have all sorts of voices on that on this podcast, and that could include you. You don't, have, you don't have to have a large social media following, travel full time or really even have done the trip that recently. Reach out and let's have a conversation. My email address is hello at lukerichardsonauthor.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would massively appreciate your rating, reviewing or sharing it, as I said at the start. That will help other interested people come on these journeys with us. And I cannot stress that enough. Even in these days when social media marketing and all those sorts of things is everywhere, one of the best ways to to bring people into the fold is by word of mouth is by you telling people who you think are interested so share this podcast with them in any way that you see that any way that you can right thanks so much for listening to the travel now podcast you can get me on instagram as well at luke richer l-u-k-e-r-i-c-h-a-a and we're now on facebook too facebook.com forward slash the travel now podcast for information about my writing and my travels take a look at my website luke richardson author 
www.thepodcastmaker.com. Thank you again for listening to this. I've really enjoyed sharing it with you. I'm going to get myself ready because I'm going out for an Indian with an old university friend tonight. So looking forward to that. I'll see you again next time. Bucket List sponsor this podcast. Take all the effort out of planning your dream trip by creating your online bucket list at bucketlist.co. Then you can share it with friends, order by location, price and book it with great discounts. Thanks again. I'll see you soon for the next episode of the Travel Now podcast. Safe travels. 